Hey, good morning, good morning. I uh, hope you guys are doing great and uh, staying safe and um, just enjoying a life. And uh, God has been good. Uh, he is always good. And uh, we are talking about walking by faith and, and what a powerful topic this is. Uh, because there's no other way to walk. I mean, you can walk a lot of different ways in this world, but there is, there is no other way to walk that is going to lead to eternal life, to heaven. And everybody wants to go to heaven, but not everybody wants to walk by faith to get there, at least the faith of God, the faith of Jesus. And so we're talking about that, and, and we've said a number of things. Uh, 2 Corinthians, we walk by faith and not by sight, Paul said. We walk by faith, by, by things that are unseen, not by the things that we see. James said, faith without works or deeds is kaput, nothing, it's dead. It's a boat dead in the water. It's going nowhere. It's going to do nothing, uh, but probably sink in the end. Faith without deeds is not faith at all, James said. Galatians, we spent several weeks in Galatians 2 where Paul says, this life that I now live in the body or in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. He gave himself for me. I am going to live for him. And then uh, in, in Colossians 3, we said, faith clothes itself in Jesus. So that's kind of where we've been when we're talking about walking by faith. Uh, these different uh, biblical ideas about faith, what it is, what it should look like, uh, what it involves. And uh, today, today in Galatians chapter 5, so today and next Sunday, uh, this is going to be a two-parter. We're, uh, we're going to really get to the meat of the passage next week, but I want to lead up to it this week. Paul is going to say in Galatians 5 to the church in Galatia, Walking by faith is walking by the Spirit. Now, this is a huge topic. And it seems like uh, every series that we get into or I get into, somewhere along the lines, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit because he's such an active part in what God is doing. And he's such an active part in our lives. I mean, he is our life, right? And we're going to look into that today. Uh, one side of it today, and then we're going to look at the actual passage next week. But God says, walking by faith, if you're going to walk by faith, then you must walk according to the Spirit. Now, last week we, we said that our faith, or the substance of our faith, we talked about a lot, we've been talking about a lot of things surrounding faith, but what is our faith? What is the substance of our faith? Well, it consists of two things, really. It consists of the written word of God that God has given to us through his apostles and prophets and through Moses, the, the written scriptures, the holy uh, scriptures of God. So it, it involves what we read in the scriptures. We, we read the Bible. We read uh, what God has to say to us. And this is, what, this is what our faith consists of, the written word of God. Secondly, uh, it consists of not just the written word of God, but the living word of God. 
and that is Jesus himself. So our faith, the substance of our faith is the written word of God and the son of God, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who is the word of God that became flesh and lived for a while among us. And so that's who Jesus is. He is the word of God that became a human being and walked on this planet. So these are what we uh, base our faith and our hope in, the word and the son. Uh, our trust and our confidence is in this, these truths of God. As the old uh, hymn once said, our faith is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So Jesus and his law or his truths. Now, that's not all. Here's the thing about that. That's not all. God just keeps on giving to you and me, right? He, he doesn't come up shy or come up short when it comes to blessing us. Like when the Bible says that he lavishes his blessings on us, it's true. God has poured out blessing on us more than we could ever, ever know. He just keeps on giving. And when we say that God is good all the time, we're not kidding. God is good all the time and he keeps on being good and he keeps on giving more and more. So on top of this, the written word, and on top of this, Jesus, the living word, God has given us another helper. He's given us another one. Like, like if we were left to try to figure out the word of God kind of on our own and try to figure out the son of God on our own, it, it would be difficult. It would be hard for us as human beings to think like God and to have the mind of God and to have the heart of God because we need to be empowered by God in order to live this out. We can't do it on our own. We cannot do it. And so God has, God has given us this helper to help us live out our faith, live out the truth. His ways are not our ways, which is why it would be very difficult for us to try to live out the truths of God and the ways of God because we don't naturally think like God. We don't have the mind of God. We have a, a, maybe a sense of what is right, but we have grown fairly cold and we have grown numb to the truths of God and to the ways of God and to what is right and good and true in the eyes of God. And so without God's help, we are in trouble. We don't think like God, and we definitely do not act like God. And so we not only need the Word of God and the Son of God, but we need someone to help us actually walk this faith and live it out. Okay? So somebody say praise the Lord, because God has done just that. He has given us all that we need to know him, to come back to him, and then to live on this earth with him and in him and him in us, God has given us another one, a counselor to be with us, the Bible says, forever. The person of the Holy Spirit. God in spirit form has come to live in us. God, think about that. God has come to live in us, to dwell in our lives, in our hearts, to, to help us think right, to help us feel right, to help us 
make good decisions and, and eternal decisions so that, we, so that we're on the path that leads to God's prescribed life for you and for me and for mankind in general. He is the Holy Spirit. That's who God has given us. He is peace, the Holy Spirit. He comes into our life. He brings peace. He brings love. He brings joy. He brings patience. He brings kindness, gentleness, self-control. He brings so much into our life. And those are just some things. He brings so much more we're going to talk about here in a minute. And without the Holy Spirit in our life, we would not be able to live with these things in our life. He brings them with himself when he comes to dwell in us. So here's the truth. <clears throat> Without the Holy Spirit alive and living in us, we simply cannot walk by faith. We cannot walk by faith without the help of the Holy Spirit living and dwelling in us. We just can't do it. We can know about the Spirit. We can even gather in buildings and sing songs about the Spirit. But if the Spirit of God is not in us, then there is no life and there is no power and there is no connection to God. You are just another lost soul living on the planet without the Spirit of God and without hope. We're just lost. We have wandered from God. We are stuck in our sin. If the Holy Spirit is not living in us, we are separated from God and headed for eternal punishment in hell. And so today, I really want to focus on the Holy Spirit. And then next week, I want to look at how the Holy Spirit of God helps us walk by faith. And if I sound really congested, it's because I am. Not feeling good at all right here. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna press on through this today. Um, and I want to remind us as we dig into the Holy Spirit of some things that we just need to be reminded of. Okay, so hopefully that's going to be cool. And we're going to look at some things. The coolest thing is that when a, when a big, when a big wig, uh, have you ever seen somebody like somebody really popular, somebody very famous, takes the time to like, talk to a little person like maybe Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or uh, somebody, uh, somebody who is uh, a star in the eyes of people. Arnold Palmer uh, was such a guy. Uh, he was loved so much uh, because, because as a golfer, he noticed his fans. Like he didn't just walk by and ignore them. He, he spent time uh, signing autographs, talking to people, looking them in the eye. And, uh, and I just saw a little documentary on uh, Arnold Palmer, which made me think of that. And uh, he has just, his fans are just unbelievable. And every one of them say Arnold made their day because he took the time to notice them. Like he noticed them, he knew them. And he took time to talk to them. Well, that's our God. We have a God who notices us, not only notices us, but he has made himself available to us in spirit form. Like he has come to us to live in us, to abide in us, to dwell inside of us, being with us. He wants to dwell with us. That's incredible. He is the God of the universe. He is bigger than anything and anyone and any other power. And yet he wants 
This God wants to dwell in you and in me. And he's made it possible and available to do such a thing. His name is not Holy Spirit. When you think about the Holy Spirit, his name is not Holy Spirit. Like Jesus' name is not Jesus Christ. He is Jesus the Christ. So Holy Spirit is not his name. Holy Spirit is God. He is God. That's who he is. He is God. He is the spirit, the living spirit of God in the form of spirit. God the Father, Jesus the Son who came in the flesh, and the Holy Spirit, right? He is, he is holy. Holy meaning it describes his character. It describes him, right? His being. He, he is pure. He is holy. He is blameless. He is right. He is true. He is all-powerful, and he is just. He is the Holy Spirit. He is the all-powerful Spirit. He is God Spirit. So if, if we're fishing for a name to give the Holy Spirit, his name is the name God. He is God. That's as simple as it gets. He is referred to, in the Bible we see it as the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of God. We see that. He is the breath of God. He is the good spirit. He is the spirit of glory. He is the eternal spirit. The spirit is, get this, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is equal to and the same as Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the Christ. The Holy Spirit is Lord. Uh, that's a hard concept to grab onto because we tend to separate them. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, right? But in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, um, the Spirit is God, Christ, Jesus, and Lord. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, the scripture says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. Listen to that. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Well-known passage, right? He, uh, Paul says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, the Spirit of the Lord, there's freedom. See, they're one and the same, aren't they? He has no official name, like Jesus has a name. The Holy Spirit does not. But he is officially God in spirit form. He is the third part of the Trinity, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all separate beings, yet all the same, all God. They are all one. The Spirit has a lot of titles, and, and the Spirit has a lot of works. He does a lot of work. He, we say he because... Uh, the Bible refers to the Holy Spirit, uh, all three parts of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in a male, masculine form. In John 14, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. Let me see if I have that. No. Oh, that's that one. We're, now where the Spirit of the Lord is... Um, now, the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Let me see if I have this one too. Yeah, okay, this is John 14. So, um, if you love me, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. I will ask the Father. Here, we're going to see the Trinity. I will ask the Father. This is Jesus talking. I'm going to ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, the Holy Spirit, to help you to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. 
right? The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and he will be in you. That's pretty powerful stuff right there. Jesus is saying this Holy Spirit is going to come and live in you. He is the same as the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, all working together. The Holy Spirit is a person, okay? That's why we say a he. That's why we call him he. He, the Holy Spirit. He's not an it. We don't refer to the Holy Spirit as an it. He is a he. He's a person. He has attributes of personhood, right? He knows things. He reveals things. He performs miracles. He guides. He, he can be lied to. He has a will. He can be grieved. And, and so many other uh, like attributes of a human being, of a, of a person, okay? And secondly, the spirit is always refer, referred to in the Hebrew and the Greek in masculine terminologies. And so we always see he. We always see the, the terminology as a he. That's not saying anything about men, women. That's just simply saying, this is how this is how it is, according to the scriptures. We don't have to like it, but this is how it is. Although he is not flesh and blood, the Holy Spirit, like Jesus, with body parts, he doesn't have like this jar of clay that you and I have, right? This bag of bones that you and I have. He is Jesus and he is God. Both are masculine in scripture, both Jesus and God the Father, okay, God the Father, not Mother God, not Mother Earth, no, none of that. Father God, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When God made Adam, think about this, in his own image, he made Adam male. Later, Eve came out of Adam. So God made Adam in his own image, and he made Eve in the image of Adam. Okay, so think about that. Jesus goes on to say in uh, chapter 14, uh, verses 18 to 20, I will not, look what he says, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. So Jesus is going to go back to the Father. He said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you all by yourself like an orphan. I will come to you. Okay? And he says, before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. He's talking about the presence of the Holy Spirit coming to live in us. That we cannot walk by faith without Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, dwelling in us, living in us. The Holy Spirit is a busy, busy person. He, he assisted the, the authoring of the scriptures. He is the spirit of prophecy. He is a comforter. He is a counselor. He is an advocate. He represents us to God. He convicts the world of sin. He is a deposit and a seal of, or promise of what is to come. He is a guide. He is a helper. He indwells believers. He intercedes for God's people. He reveals the truth of God's will. He's a teacher. He witnesses the, of the things of God. He is the spirit of adoption. Mm -hmm. and the spirit of life and grace. He is a busy, busy person, the Holy Spirit is. And with his help, with this help of the Holy Spirit, you and I can cry, Abba, Father, which is we can cry out to God and God will hear us because the Holy Spirit is living in us. So we can have a relationship with the Father because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you give 
your life to Jesus, when a person gives their life to Christ, when they surrender to Jesus, and we get real with the Lord, like we get real honest with God and we come clean to God, and we ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins, and we repent, and we say, God, help us change the way we're living our lives. We wanna live, God, for you. And we get baptized into Jesus, like we get immersed into Christ, we go down into that watery grave of baptism, his, which is, symbolizes his death, his burial, and his resurrection. When we, when we honor God and obey God in that, then we become a new creation, a new creation. We're born again, we're surrendered, to him, we're sanctified, set apart by him, and we are we are his child. We become his child. Your sins are washed away. And the best part of all of this is that the Holy Spirit of God and Jesus comes to dwell in us to make his home in you and me. And when God does that, he marks us. He mar you are marked by God, God says. You are one of mine. You are my child. You are my son. You are my daughter. And we are marked by God and he gives us the Holy Spirit as a deposit of what is to come. As God's deposit. Guaranteeing. Guaranteeing that we are connected now to him. And, and heaven and eternal life is ours. And to work in you and then to work through you as the Holy Spirit wants to use us on this earth to carry out the mission of Jesus, right? To make radical changes in our lives because in the flesh, we are so messed up to turn your life really upside down because, because we're so messed up. And in your heart, God wants to overturn tables and, and cast out and drive out your evil ways and give you a new purpose for life. And he births that in you when the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. You have a new purpose. And so before we can move on to the work of the Holy Spirit in us and, and what that looks like in Galatians 5, how he helps us walk by faith, we must first receive the Holy Spirit in us. And you're going to want to do that. If you have never given your life to Jesus, this is not something you want to put off. Do not put this off to the 11th hour. People who put this off to the 11th hour usually die in the 10th. Don't put this off. We, we, we kind of understand this concept that the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us and uh, be like a deposit in us. We, we do this all the time in our lives, right? If you want to go play golf, you call and you, uh, you make a tee time, right? You make a tee time and that secures your spot. You show up and you can play golf. Usually you don't have to play pay ahead, but you pay when you get there. Like if you're going on a cruise, right? What do you got to do? You got to call ahead. You got to book it. You got to fill out all the paperwork. You got to put down huge deposits, right? To secure your spot so they know you're serious about it. Got to get your passports. And then that holds your spot. We, we understand this idea of, of a deposit. We get it on a house or car. Your place in heaven, your place in heaven is only secure by the deposit of the Holy Spirit from God in you. If God hasn't made that deposit in you, if he's not living in you because you have not accepted Jesus as Lord, then you are on the outside looking in. The only hope that you and I have 
is by having the Holy Spirit living in us as a deposit to secure our place with God in heaven forever. The deposit of the Holy Spirit in you. If you've not done it, if you've not done this, give your life, give your life to Jesus and begin walking by faith. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We're going to come back next week and, and look into Galatians chapter 5. Walking by the Spirit. Okay, see you then. Maybe.